Welcome to Sports Movie Minute Podcast, Space Jam edition. The podcast where we discuss the movie Space Jam minute by minute. We are your hosts, Chris and Kayla, joined once again by Lucy. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy your time very much. And before we begin... There is apparently a situation that Lisa would like to, <laughs> to rectify in regards to her sporting fandoms. Well, I've, I very closely follow the women's rugby sevens team in Australia. Um, because, Who are spectacular. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, they're and um, I feel like I should represent the female population here. Apparently, I'm the first female guest and on this podcast. Probably the only female guest. Possibly the only. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like I didn't do that justice last uh, last episode, and I needed to mention it. Go girls! And also, a lot of that um, sevens team has come from touch football mm. because they yeah. have the skills. Fitness. Yeah, speed. the running speed yeah. ball skills, mm. and then all they really they, they essentially plucked them all from that from the Australian touch football team, and then oh, taught them how to tuck, tackle, and obviously got them to put on a little bit of muscle mass yeah. so that they could handle that mm. that tackling. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this is so interesting that you say that. Well, this is so irrelevant to the podcast, but we're going to talk about it anyway because women so why not shut up um <laughs> so when like the nrl announced they were doing nrlw mm-hmm. one of the comments that was made was why would you do like women's rugby league you have a perfect women's product in touch like yeah. you basically got this flawless pathway and you've got some fantastic people at like who could basically qualify for elite why wouldn't you um and there is like nah Sorry. We want tackle. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have friends that play the equivalent of the NRLW for touch football, mm. but it's a completely different game. It is. Like, yeah. I think that's yeah. not fair to say, why do you need that? Well, but it was girls who grew up, you know, you play, no, you but can I'm play rugby. They weren't, they were saying, don't even have an NRLW. No, that's Because yeah. you have to teach women how to tackle and and so on, which they didn't necessarily have. They were like, just make touch your equivalent for. No, but I'm saying like you should have both because touch is mm. its own game. And, it is. And NRL is its own game. Mm. And girls, when you're like juniors, you can play juniors with the boys until yeah. you're like eight, I think, or seven, mm. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So some girls play it and play with their brothers and play in these teams. Yeah. And then why should they have to give that up? If they want to tackle and they want to participate in contact sport. The reason was like with the conversation that was being had was because they didn't have the pathway. Mm. So they were basically just establishing the professional league without getting from the age to uh, okay. adult. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that was their, their thing. They were like, well, you want it like you cut it off when they're eight, however old it is. They need to build pathways. Yeah. Mm. And, then and then they become professional. Right. For pay, for Exactly. Um, to develop yeah. until they get to the professional and they yeah. got to pluck them from yeah. other sports. Other sports. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. agree. You should be able to do both. But the whole argument was, well, you're essentially asking them to go from non-tackle to tackle mm. when you haven't actually developed them, which is why they've had to be the NRL or rugby league in general has had to be slower to have more teams cause they don't have the pathways, but that was a wonderful mm. conversation. What and are we doing? <laughs> um, well, what we're what we're really doing is we're cheering on the women's rugby sevens. Yeah. So yeah. 
if that's not the the bulk of this podcast, I don't know what is. Yeah. Uh, but what we're also doing is we're talking about minute sixty seven. Which begins with some encouragement mm. from Michael Jordan, and it ends with Stan as a pancake. <laughs> that's that's the how how else do you describe? He's a pancake, right? So yeah, I know we've talked about Stan a lot, but it's just like you, if you're Wayne Knight, you just know what you're getting yourself into. You just accept it. I'm the guy that's just going to be made fun of throughout an entire movie. Mm. That's how I'm going to get paid, though. Yeah, so. it's a bit of slapstick. Yeah. Comedy, isn't it? Like, mm. for him. He plays yeah. a very similar character in everything from yeah. Seinfeld to Jurassic Park, but it's just like when we're talking about Dennis Rodman and, like, role players on NBA teams, like, <clears throat> Dennis Rodman figured out that the best way he was going to get paid was being a really good rebounder and um, playing really good defense, which is hard because when you play basketball, you want to score and obviously be the hero on that type of thing, but it's like, well, well you do. I'm going to get paid. Yeah, Stan, so, Stan, Stan, that's how he's going to get paid, by playing that character. Um, um, we've talked about that at length yeah. in many, many episodes. Good God. You gotta, you, do you need to listen back to our library? I feel like you may. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have one, actually I've got one comment about Stan. Hmm. He's the center. I'm outraged. Mm. Yeah, because we talked about the... Uh, well, we talked about monsters' positions and that type of thing. Well, uh, we talked about Taz being in his center. Yeah. Do you know the, the, the position of center in basketball is? I do, but I probably don't know enough about it. So it's basically the center's job to get rebounds. Oh, so right. okay. the person who plays center is usually one of your tallest Tall, and like, powerful mm-hmm. biggest. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This not Stan. No. no. So when he says you're in its center, I'm just like, Ooh, that's ambitious. I appreciate huh. your belief in Stan. Um, and then Stan, he says a couple. He, he, does he say I'm going to be on them like stick on rice? I believe so. That's Which was weird. I've never heard that expression. Stick on rice. I've heard is, white on rice. Is it because if you put a stick into a no, sweetheart, no, it's because of sticky rice. rice. Oh. <laughs> and then and like says, very, <laughs> we said that exactly in sync it was good. <laughs> oh, good lord you need women like us around you pretty much constantly um, and then on them like on them like a cheap suit so uh, ah. my question is favorite ridiculous expressions Ooh. because I'll, oh. I'll lead I'll lead yeah. because obviously as an American my favorite is we're not here to fuck spiders that's, there's obviously no, I actually yeah. said that about yeah. three days ago. Um, <laughs> or I'm not I'm not here to put um, socks on centipedes. That's also pretty flawless. Yeah. Which for the Americans um, means like you're not here to screw around. You're here for a purpose. You know. So um, <laughs> in you know if this was a, a spelling bee and you said use it in a sentence, it would be I'm at a pub with my friend and my friend says, "Hey, do you want a beer?" And I say, "Well, I'm not here to fuck spiders." It's just if you were to describe Australia in one sentence, you've just done it. Uh, yes. At I'm, the pub, having a beer. And do you I'm want a beer? I'm not here to fuck spiders. Um, but what are your favorite ridiculous expressions, Christopher? Uh, well, I'm not sure about all these duck ones. So, like a duck to water, water off a duck's back, 
What the hell is water off a duck's back even oh, there? Because it just, like, just glides, it just glides off. off. So if you ever see like a, a bird that's meant to live in like live in water, it comes out of the water and the water just glides right off so that they dry. So go. it's like it's not a concern for me. It just yeah drips away. Also, I don't even know it's there. Was this another instance of you just inexplicably bringing up birds? Uh, no, it's just what came into my head because Duffy Duck and because you, know, you love birds. No, well, it's just he's actually very his birds in the movie. Yeah, oh, um, <laughs> oh, it's, that's oh. and he talks about them every chance. He Think gets. about it; they're like invincible to water. <laughs> it, okay, so. Um, <laughs> Other other favorite. I, I can't. I can't think of anything. But the only thing that came into my head was like Cockney rhyming slang, where they. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So they say like, "Oh, apples and pears," and that means stairs. And it's like it's so useless because in Australia, I feel like we're trying to make things as easy or as like short as possible and then the british just go and like make it as long as possible they do and inconvenient and not related to what Mm. you're talking about at all i agree i agree there's so so many of it i'm probably just not even thinking of that i say regularly (laughs) i have i have a good one um this was a, so my grandpa used to say when he was going to the bathroom he'd go, he'd say I'm going to shake hands with the unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot of bathroom ones, but I've not heard that one before. I, I don't think I understood it for the first twenty to twenty five years of my yeah. life. Yeah, I get it yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, good God. Good God. <laughs> You are these. Yeah. Or drop the kids off at the pool. Yeah. Yeah. That one made sense a lot faster to me. Yeah. Yeah. That one's easy. It is. Um, Okay, Christopher, since you can't Mm. think of one, let's let's talk about the placebo effect. Sure. Shall we? And this came up because, frankly, Lucy was appalled when she listened to her fiancé's episode about (laughs) um, steroids (laughs) and wanted to talk about caffeine and all of those, those things. So, have at comments, thoughts, placebo effect for the water. Um, for the record, I did have to explain to Christopher earlier what the placebo effect was. Mm. What did you think it was? Uh, nothing. Oh, okay. Didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't know yeah. Right. I'm sure. Well, someone's told me about it, or I've learned. Placebo about it effect essentially came from if you are researching a drug or um, an intervention, you need to say, what does it do versus nothing? However, like if I say to you, take this pill Mm. and I say to Kayla, don't take anything. She's going to be like, well, I didn't take anything. So there's no way to compare those two things. So the best way to compare it is to say to Kayla, take this pill, but her pill just has sugar in it and yours has a drug. Right. And then she thinks she's taken something. You think you've taken something. Yeah. So we compare them. So then any improvement or otherwise that Kayla sees is placebo. Right. And any improvement or change that you see is true to the drug. And they've done yeah. it in terms of like the power of the brain as yeah. well. Like, because Kayla thinks she's taking something. Yeah, so it's like what? Mental. Yeah. Psychological yeah. aspect. Yeah. Of, yeah. Um, yeah. So, what the idea in this movie is that Michael didn't tell everyone that all that was in his magic 
whatever secret it was called, stuff. Secret, secret stuff, stuff was just water. He let them think that it was something really amazing, and so they improved. But that was only because. They believed they were taking something. Whilst Michael's water actually had steroids in it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. We established that, yeah. right? Every uh, athlete takes. Yes, they all do. They all do. Yeah. Um, well, I I thought it was really interesting because I was <laughs> one of the things we talked about in a minute, many many moons ago, and I think it was with Parker, was about like sports rituals and sports super superstitions. Sorry, and we talked about it there that there is like a bit of a placebo effect and they've actually done research on this for people who have sports rituals Mm -hmm. so parker for instance he said he's always got to put on everything below the belt he has to go on left side first yep and so they've had conversations with these people and they've said okay that's your superstition i need you for this next game to do the opposite like put on right side first and, and they, they perform and they perform worse, like yeah. significantly worse. That's not surprising. So yeah. that is like actually, you were talking about the bell curve. That is uh, a, yes, a the bell, bell curve, curve of, <laughs> of what we call arousal. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. very sexual. So it is. We're talking about sports performance, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah, it's this idea that like. Yeah mentally you have to get yourself prepared and certain things will help you come to that peak level of mental preparedness Mm. Mm. Um, and then some things will will push you over that edge and being too hyped up and too excited will decrease your performance so you've got funny you should mention i hope you heard my snap on that because it was quite loud i did it in my own ear and it was it was loud um because one of the ones that they tested was caffeine Mm -hmm. and apparently so they told some athletes you had caffeine and some athletes you have not had caffeine the ones who thought they had caffeine performed worse because they thought that i'm assuming they were too hot they were too aroused Mm -hmm. yeah obviously yeah yeah had any of them had any caffeine? No, no, no one had caffeine. No one had. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that's just, yeah, their mental, like, mm. excitedness getting, going yeah. overboard. So that's, that's I guess, where, you know, if you're taking a, a set shot, you need to breathe and bring your heart rate down a little bit to just get that to the exact right level. Yeah. If you're too shaky – you're going to just overthink it. Oh, I've, so, yeah. I've experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we've spoken about your free throw shooting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a bit of like, I guess that's a bit of like combination of mm. that um, mental arousal and placebo effect. Mm. Yeah. Both. Absolutely. Mm. Um, okay. we got to get to guest questions. So is there anything else that we want to talk about on this minute? Oh, I could talk about <coughs> sports psychology all day. It's fascinating. Could you? I, I couldn't talk about it with my facts, but I could have a conversation about it so I could learn. Fair. I did a semester enough. of sports psychology at uni, actually. That makes you that makes you an expert. Mm-hmm. Was I able to practically apply it very well, though. So. What did you learn? Uh, yeah, well, routine, mm-hmm. which is very important. But, yeah, the and preparation routine, like how to calm anxiety and that type of stuff. Yeah. But 
Kayla just tried to not laugh out loud. You're just one of the most anxious people that I know. So. <laughs> Where did I didn't that, say it was working. Uni degrees are useless. I think we all know that. Uh, yeah, it was a multiple choice test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, pra- yeah, I mean, not I guess practical application. All I would add on placebo is that I, I think it's quite strong. I mean, a lot of the things yeah. that I uh, mm. look at is things like people having – um, for example, shoulder surgery or knee surgery, they've compared an actual surgery intervention versus a sham. So mm. they knock you out, they put the cameras in, they put, you know, they cut yeah. cut holes, but then they just take the cameras That's straight crazy. back out. Yeah. And then versus the next person who actually gets whatever repaired, whatever mm. tissue is um, damaged, so to speak, uh, repaired. And these people actually either do the same, if not better, in the long term, the people that didn't have any intervention. Um, so, you know, the placebo effect is very strong. It's it's so funny. So there's a guy that we work with. Hey, Jake, you better be listening to this episode because it will um, – your end of your review does depend on it. Christopher, you're now his boss, so you better say so. Um, Time up, Jake. Exactly. And he, he, tells, he told me about this, like – not magician, but like psychologist, mind fuckerist, whatever, <laughs> who who like talks about basically the power of the brain, which is what the mm-hmm. placebo effect is, right? And he, this guy has apparently like made people eat glass because he's like, no, it doesn't hurt. Like, just tell yourself that it doesn't hurt. And these people do it. This is on Netflix. Apparently you can watch it. I have not. But he's like made people do these ridiculous things just by like trying to reprogram their brain and how their brain thinks. So I feel like that's maybe a little bit too extreme because glass would actually yeah. hurt you. Same thing. I, I think so too, but but not to these people. No, 100%. Apparently. So so pain is exclusively mm. created in the brain. I believe it. So people, I think a lot of people think we have pain receptors in our body. We don't. We just have receptors. Mm. And whatever signal they send to your brain, your brain then says, yes, that hurts, or no, it's okay. Yeah, Yeah, right. Right? However, they are there for a reason. They're protective. So there's scenarios where that receptor comes in and it says pain. And there's two (laughs) scenarios there. It's either, yes, it's painful because I've caused damage or it's painful because of previous experiences or I think it's going to cause damage. And then you've got no pain and same scenario, either that could be causing real damage or not. So our brain's perception of those receptors isn't always accurate to what's happening in your body. Like, Like when you trip... And nothing happens, but you say ow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, you say ow before something hits yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, why did I do that? Because <laughs> you were like, it didn't, it didn't yeah. touch me, but yeah. your, your mouth just opened. Right. And or kids that fall down and they don't cry until they see. Mm, someone's like paying attention. Someone's like, oh yeah. my God, are you okay? And they're like, oh, I'm not. Kids, kids <laughs> I'm are, dying. Kids are stupid. Um, I have a question there, actually. As so, an attention seeker, don't say that. <laughs> We'll come back to that. Before we get to our guest questions, I, I did have one question on that. So I regularly burn myself. Um, for fun or? No, not for okay, fun. By cool. accident. <laughs> but like, so doing he the does washing regularly up. Stab so the hot tap, uh, it gets too hot or whatever. And I put my fi- like finger under there. It's almost like I reckon there's a second delay mm. before. 
uh, me going, oh, fuck, this is going to hurt. And then yes. actual registering the pain, which is fascinating when you talk about these receptors and stuff. Yeah, so that signal's probably getting to your brain much quicker than that because they're very, yeah. very, very quick. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, well, like not milliseconds. Here's our a bit slower, Lucy. <laughs> Many years. No. So that, that signal's getting to your brain quicker than yeah. that and then your brain's deciding what to do with it. Yeah. And that's the lag. So Interesting. Yes, your brain's saying... You're going to crispy your skin if you keep your hand under Exactly. That. Like yeah. this might cause you damage if you stay here. Yeah. Um, but that signal comes to your brain really quickly like that. But then it takes a moment for your brain to go, that's too hot. Yeah. Okay. And then you withdraw your hand. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. And, now for, and now for guest questions. Because yeah. come on, peeps. We, we got dinner cooking and we're hungry. <laughs> All right. So... Also, we're going to come back to one of the minutes previously where you said that physios were useless. Great. I've been here for two hours because we had to talk about it over dinner. Context. People, <laughs> people abolishing Christopher on, on the podcast. That's, that's, you ask me to do a highlight. You give me wine. You promise me dinner. And then you tell me that I'm useless. <laughs> not, right. not me. This is, this is my house and, and, and our wine. This is Christopher. He's a guest here too. Um, okay. Do you have, or do you remember the first time that you watched Space Jam? I don't. I don't remember the first time I watched Space Do you have Space any Space Jam specific memories? I, I do. Like, I, I remember watching it because it's so, I think, like, visually distinct in that you've mm. got a human character versus your cartoon characters. Yeah. And I remember that. But I was, like, I'm the fourth of four kids so I think by the time it got to me it was like eh whatever you know I was like I definitely watched things that were far too inappropriate for my age (laughs) girl preach yeah Yeah. Yeah. like what is what's the age difference between you and the oldest sibling in your family um about seven and a half years so yeah yeah. if when did Space Jam come out 96 96 so I was seven my brother would have been 14 he so like, I was watching like South Park movie and it's like, that's not okay for an eight or nine year old. I don't you even know, know like, that's okay for a 14 year old. Whatever. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like retrospectively. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, at the time. Hi mom. <laughs> when you come, in, come on. Like at the time when you were 14, you were like, I am so mature. I yeah. can watch this. And I'm sure my brother thought that. <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Wrong. So wrong. I was not. So I don't have any like specific memories, but I know I was, you know, Exposed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, my favorite question that we ask our guests, what is what do you think is the greatest sports movie of all time? So I had a moment to think about this because full disclosure, I heard <laughs> this question about a, uh, a little while ago. This is what happens when you um, interview fiancés, you know, yeah. within But I, I feel period. like maybe I will have one that other people haven't answered or I'm hoping they awesome. haven't answered. I hope so too. Like, I could... Probably quote Happy Gilmore from start to finish. Oh, okay. Happy Gilmore's come up, and not as oh, someone's number not one. Not nearly as frequently, but it yeah. has come up. Yeah, yeah. 
I love Happy Gilmore. I so this always, I love Adam Sandler around huh. that era. This becomes an issue. <clears throat> I've never seen Happy Gilmore. Exactly, and so Jesus many people feel Christ, because <laughs> like, Shannon doesn't like Adam Sandler. He's got big issues with Adam Sandler. Right, so I, now at this point, I feel like I need to disinvite you both from our wedding. So uh, that's it's, it's gonna on, happen. It is on the list. It is absolutely on. The list. I think like it's it's a ridiculous movie, but um, it's, it's like a fun sports yeah. movie, right? Yeah. Like I love remember the Titans and all those kind of nostalgic mm. and emotional ones, but yeah. Happy Gilmore so much fun. Well, one of um, one of the most interesting ones that we got was what was Josh's Tropica, the, the Will Trop- Ferrell one? Tropic Thunder. No, no, no. Oh, they are semi semi pro. Yeah, they're the same. The team is the Tropics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said semi pro. Now he is like, yes, my favorite sports movie. And I'm not. He's a comedy topic guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I I won't hear anything. I feel like if, well, you need to watch Happy Gilmore, first of all, because if we're talking about psychology and getting your head in the game, Happy Gilmore is 100%. a good a, uh, spoiler alert from a bad golf player to a good yeah player. it's a hundred percent like the Mental perfect game. example yeah. of that yeah. um and then like if i had to have if i can have a runner-up you can then always you know coming back to the start of this discussion i'd say bend it like beckham mm. <gasps> oh okay so kira knightley is not my fave but but she's good in this movie. My my best friend of all time. Like she's a soccer player. She was a soccer player because now we're we're adults and we don't play those things professionally. And yeah, she loved Bend It Like Beckham. But they they it. had the aspiration to play in America because they could get mm. paid. That was yeah. that yeah. was their aspiration. So yeah. I feel like that also kind of fits quite nicely and you know it's a it was of its we got time a nice, little, a nice theme going yeah. on here well of its time like there what can you like i mean mm. there's not many other female sports movies maybe um league of her own league of their yeah, own a league of their own yeah yeah, yeah. but like there's like you could not, name maybe a handful of female sports movies you could yeah that that are not um and this sounds terrible because i believe that these are sports but that are not like hyper feminine like, like cheerleading or ones, something yeah or like dance like yeah. the only other one that i can think of is a million dollar baby yeah yeah um yeah 100 percent. which is awesome but also incredibly scary because she bites herself to death which is odd um yeah those are, I can't really think of very many others. Yeah. yeah. So those are my two. Excellent. Excellent. I love it. Um, and then the last one, which, you know, you've been prepped. <laughs> I Colin, can't even remember. Colin that. and I will have words. But again, so this is a, this is a one word answer. No explanations. And then oh. we'll go to quote time. Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Uh, quote time. So... Stand gets put on its center, so I thought I'd go with a quote from a famous NBA center because you know synergies. Um, so today's quote comes from Hakeem the Dream, a larger one, talking about Michael. If he were an animal in the jungle, Michael Jordan could lie out on the biggest rock and no one would disturb him, no one would attack him. Mm. 